a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where we started talking about Winter Tour 2023, breaking down the first four shows back in January. January 12th and 13th at 9.30 Club in Washington, D.C., January 14th at the Fillmore in Philadelphia, and January 15th at Wind Creek Event Center in Bethlehem, PA. There is a link in the show notes where you can check that out if you missed it. This week, we're going to get into the birthday weekend in New York, January 19th at the Brooklyn Bowl in Brooklyn, New York, as well as January 20th and 21st at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York. As I mentioned in last week's episode, 2023 is shaping up to be a very exciting year to be an Umphreys McGee fan. If you listened to or attended any of the recent shows that the band has played, including the four nights in the Midwest, Madison, and then both nights in Milwaukee, which I'm excited to listen to those. We will, of course, dive deeper into those in future episodes, but hot damn, it has been a really incredible year already for the band. It's only the beginning of February. They are definitely playing at a whole other level. It's just really, really exciting. I've talked to a couple friends of mine about this, and I feel like in some way, each show that they play is better than the one that they played before, and the show that they played before is just straight fire. Um, I'm especially excited to get into the two nights in Milwaukee. I haven't had a chance to really listen back. I only listened back to the wide open that they played. Um, So I'm excited to get into that this week. Um, It's the four nights in the Midwest was incredible. Um, So yeah, if you are not sure about seeing any Umphreys or maybe you don't have any on your calendar, um, get in the van, get in the plane, get in the train, (laughs) get in the whatever you need to get to uh, see some Umphreys this year because They are playing on a whole new level, and it's just an incredible thing to witness anyways, obviously. Um, But yeah, 2023 is really shaping up to be a very awesome year, and it's going to be hard to (laughs) pick those Hall of Fame votes when it comes time for the year. First up this week, January 19th at the Brooklyn Bowl in Brooklyn, New York. The band has played at this venue 11 times, dating back to 2011. And they actually did four nights in September 2011, 
6th, 7th, and 8th, and 9th. This evening would start with Educated Guests, dancing into Hiccup next, followed by Kabump, the first tune from the evening and weekend that would find a spot on my highlights list. Shaking off Kabump proper and digging its heels in early on, after only about a minute and a half, dabbling back into Kabump about three minutes later, but only for a little bit before wandering off again, sensually dancing on Joel taking the lead as we venture. And as I mentioned this in last week's episode about Joel being an early MVP, and I still stand by that statement. I mean, Bayless was really ripping during the Midwest run and during the Madison and Milwaukee shows. I saw some videos and and people that I know that were there were commenting about Bayless um, and how well he was just ripping it those nights. Um, But I'm still standing by my statement of Joel just absolutely slaying the roads this year. Just, I'm just thoroughly impressed by all of them. And after 16 years of being a fan, um, you know, that's to still be impressed by something is it's an awesome feeling. This kabump would continue to dance, catching its breath for a few minutes before picking itself up and dancing off and expanding in a massive way, bringing it to a more even level slightly after 16 minutes. Venturing into the next tune, two by two, this would also find a spot on my highlights list. Dissipating away from two by two proper, building itself back together, oozing in filthy funk as it ventures out slightly after seven minutes. And I absolutely love the folks in the crowd that you can hear as it continues to get nasty. Just exactly how everyone is feeling and I think I've mentioned this before how I love the the crowd's reaction when a jam just starts to sink in and just get really filthy and I know I've mentioned on the show the guy who always says Andy Farag I met him (laughs) during the Midwest run I think it was in Detroit and I was standing there with my buddy Matt and was before Umphreys came out, and I don't know how it came up, but somehow it was revealed that it was him, and I'm like, oh my god, I talk about you on my show, it's so awesome to finally meet you, so that was pretty awesome, but yeah, I love when you just get a guy or girl just perfectly placed in that moment, either at a show live or when you're listening to a recording. I love when that happens because you're like, yes, that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. And it just adds that extra emotion and giddiness sometimes gives me goosebumps to the moment. So I just love it when you get that. This two by two would loosen its grip slightly after 11 but still full of determination, venturing into the jungle, unleashing this massive beast that's resonating all sorts of energy out in every direction, slamming into the back end of two by two at about 15 and a half. Liquid coming out next, last time played, August 24th, 2019, at White River State Park in Indianapolis. 
190 shows ago, pre-COVID era, I like to call that BC, building itself way up and slamming very nicely into domino theory. And very nice transitions the entire night, really the whole weekend, and really this whole tour so far. The way that they are transitioning from song to song, segueing, whatever. Um, very nice, seamless, and it's very nice to see that. This domino theory you'll also find on my highlights list, and the first set would end with Slacker. Set two would kick off with a very meaty sandwich, DBK into the fuzz into DBK. The first part of this DBK is where the bulk of the meat was, shaking it off and heading out after nine minutes, spending some time wandering off on its own, building all sorts of energy, and slamming back into DBK proper slightly before 15 and a half, taking a detour and slipping into the stuffing of this sandwich, the fuzz, lacing up its boots and honky-tonking its way toward the door, revving up and driving right into the conclusion of DBK. And if you want some insight on DBK, the Umphreys Wow Show, side A of DBK is out, and you can give that a listen anywhere you podcast. Jimmy Knowledge and Rob Turner are currently doing their best to work on side B, coming up with a gold, silver, and bronze of DBK is hard because, I mean, so many incredible versions, and I feel like every time they're about to get them down and have them ready, something like the DBK at Umble happens, <laughs> you know, and then it's like, fuck, back to the drawing board. Miami Virtue next, finding a seat on my highlights list. This one would get so fucking dank and just ridiculous. Every time I listen to it, I get that stank face going, sinking in about five minutes, really getting to the gritty of it about two minutes later, continuing on with this heavy dankness, lightening its mood slightly as it opens up a few minutes later and dances on, diving into organized chaos like 13 and a half, finding its footing and calming itself down. You will find this Miami Virtue on my highlights list. A cover of Red Baron by Billy Coben next. A huge bust out. Huge. Last played April 30th, 2005 at Tipitina's in New Orleans. 1,761 shows ago. This was also on the set list at their first show back in 1998 and was also the first cover that they played at that first show. Covered 70 times total over the past 25 years. Rounding out this second set with no comment and pay the snucka. According to All Things Umphreys, that would feature a 46-2 by Tool and Eruption by Van Halen Tease nestled inside. And before the encore, Brooklyn Bowl and Capitol Theater owner and Relics editor Pete Shapiro, he's also my 
business hero <laughs> would come out and give the band a commemorative bowling pin and lead the audience in singing Happy Birthday. Two songs for the encore, The Fussy Dutchman and Booth Love, that would embark on an epic dance party with Factor making perfect use of the disco ball at the Brooklyn Bowl and the very nice touch of a Stayin' Alive by the Bee Gees Jam added in. Joel giving those Shakedown Street vibes in the depth of the funkiness of this. And when I listened, I just could imagine in my mind, I could just see it, that place getting down so fucking hard. Everybody just jamming and dancing. And all I could think of was my buddy Kyle just getting down so hard. I mean, every time I listened to it, I was in my kitchen. So I can only imagine being there. Perfect way to end the evening. And that one I also threw on my highlights list. They're a Patreon for Dropped Among This Crowd Media, which already is a great way to support. But for those who are getting cold feet and not sure, there's now a 14-day trial. You can see some of the benefits that you get at the Oh, Patreon. shut the front door. Some conversations that you don't get on the show. Will and I are about to record a football one. Actually, Carl and I are uh, recording longer and longer interviews. I don't know if they're all going to make the podcast. Mm. But you will always be able to find the full version of the interview. It's a good problem to have. On Patreon, yes. We've, talk- we've been talking to some talkers. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, there's going to be more and more content, more and more benefit. And gosh, damn. It just helps Sarah create more podcasts. There's so many things on the back burner. And Sherman will be with us every day, right, Sherman? Sherman's nibbling on my knee right now. I miss my birdie. (laughs) And as always, thank you, Sarah. Time it is. Time for another season of Ooh on this. That's right. You guessed it. How'd you guess it? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm so smart. We just did our first three interviews, and they were lengthy. I can't wait to share them with the audience. We're not afraid to go deep. Uh, we're going to jump into Juniper Tree. We're going to jump into, what was Joel's band's name again? Something Bob. Right? Something Stomper about Bob. Bob. Stomper Bob. Stomper Bob. We're going to go back in time. We're also Tashi gonna... Station. But we're also going to talk to people like Daniel Donato and Michael Palmasano and, and other folks, and Carl's going to make more mystery songs, and we're gonna he's going to make dishes that relate to the guests. We might even talk about Bigfoot and aliens. Who knows? A lot of food, a lot of conspiracies, a lot of sports, and a whole lot of bullshit. Tune in. Just natural conversation. Nothing forced, nothing scripted. Just real. Real life. Indeed. Theater in Portchester, New York. They've played at this venue nine times, including this recent two-night stand. Last year's Humble 8 was also at this venue. I wrote an article for Live for Live Music about these two nights. If you'd like to give that a read, there is a link in the show notes. I will say I was very grateful for the stream, although Keith was not behind the lens, and that was very obvious night one. They thankfully got their shit together and made it much better for night two. It was a little disheartening when they cut the stream off before the encore of night one. Um, especially considering they did that cover and everything, which we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, the stream was was greatly appreciated. My youngest son, Brendan, got COVID, tested positive the day before, and so I had to change my travel plans, which sucked, of course, but thankful for the stream. So I was still able to watch from home. 
This first set would open with small strides, wasting zero time getting the evening going, followed by Conduit and a very nice day nurse. Double F played at their first show. They proved the night before with that Red Baron and then with this Double F that they were paying attention to what had happened that first night in 1998 when constructing the set list for the weekend. This would very gleefully venture off slightly after four minutes, abandoning its reggae roots and wandering way off, calming itself down and seductively marching its way into the next tune, Mail Package. This would be the first from this evening that would find a spot on my highlights list. Getting all sorts of metallic for a few seconds before slipping into something a little sexier and continuing to dance on. Finding some determination about four and a half-ish. Finding its way back into mail package proper less than two minutes later. According to All Things Umphreys, that would feature a Miss Tinkles tease. And I absolutely love that Bayless yelled hot Joel during this. And you know that behind the scenes, they are not letting him live down the hot Joel thing. I feel like I've said that before. But you know that at least Bayless and Sasek are giving him shit for that. (laughs) It's not your fault next. The third time that this Asking for a Friend tune would be played. It recently saw new treatment with Mad Dog's Filthy Little Secret during the band's New Year's Eve run. I've said it a few times, and I will say it over and over again. I love what the horns added to the new tunes. And a massive first set ending to Junk. Y'all know how I feel about that one. This would feature a Top Gun anthem by Harold Faltmeyer tease before venturing very dramatically in true junk fashion into the ending of the tune. Set two would start with a very meaty fan favorite front porch sandwich stuffed to the brim, so stuffed with resolution inside. This jam-heavy start to the second set would find its place on a lot of folks' highlights list from the night as well as the weekend, and you will, of course, find this on my highlights list also. Taking no time to slip into resolution, the first part of Front Porch would clock in at only about two minutes. This resolution would fall into the depths of the jungle after a quick jaunt back into resolution proper, rounding the corner and flying very nicely back into rezo slightly after five minutes, shaking it off and matter-of-factly forging forward, breaking through the clouds and about nine and a half, revealing a sunnier disposition but only for less than a minute before sinking back into the previous groove. Getting a little disjointed before seductively and emotionally venturing into the last part of the tune. Coming to a more even level to catch its breath and confidently walk into the conclusion of Front Porch. After jubilantly dancing on and venturing off very nicely in a soaring uplifting jam, It would come back into front porch proper, 
falling all apart and slipping into an interstellar Beatles revolver-esque jam. That's all I could think of when I heard that. Coming back for one more dance into front porch. And that whole sandwich is quite a ride. It really is. It just takes you everywhere. So if you've not given this front porch resolution, front porch from January 20th, a listen, recommend doing that for sure. This second set of night one at the cap would round out with the Lanier, an intentional and full of authority build into second self and Higgins. I was chatting with my buddy Scott Marks, who was at the show. He helps Adam Scheinberg and Jeremy Welsh with All Things Umphreys. He was actually updating All Things Umphreys in real time, which was pretty sweet. And he had said when that Higgins started that Higgins told the Encore and Curfew to go fuck themselves. (laughs) Clocking in at about 17 minutes and starting about 20 minutes to midnight. He wasn't wrong. Putting the brakes on slightly after three minutes and driving right toward its adventure. This one is real nice to put on and go for a drive along those back roads on a beautiful day. Kind of help clear your mind and perhaps gain some perspective on something going on in your life. Higgins is just, it's Higgins. It's an amazing song. Bringing it back into Higgins at about 12 minutes. A three-song encore that would begin with Jake and Brendan coming out to play acoustics. Joined by Joel, the trio would unleash a beautiful debut cover of Crosby, Stills, and Nash's Helplessly Hoping in honor of David Crosby, who passed away on January 18th at the age of 81. That song can be found on the folk trio's 1969 Crosby, Stills, and Nash album. And, you know, I thought it was pretty awesome that on a weekend that the band was already busy anyways, because just because there were shows and because it was an important weekend, they took the time to make sure that this debut was very nicely and respectfully done. I mean, Crosby had only passed two days before, so it wasn't something that they had lined up weeks leading up to the show getting the harmonies between the three of them perfect and this is one of the things and I'm sure I've mentioned this here on the show before but this is one of the things that I love about this band that when they are going to cover a song they make sure it's done well and with tons of respect to the original artist I mean we can all think of a billion songs that they could cover and absolutely crush every time I'm in the car and I have the radio on. There's always a song where I'm just like, oh my God, I would love Umphreys to cover this. But they're not going to cover something just to cover it, even though it would be amazing. We all know that because of the level of musicianship that's on that stage. But they're not going to cover something just to cover it. They're going to cover something when they feel that they're ready to do it and paying respect to the artist and the song itself. And that's just something that I really respect and love about them. 
This encore would round out with a full band wait around and changing the mood with the final song of the night, The Floor. After night one, Stasic would take us to heaven at Garcia's, which is attached to the Capitol Theater. I think it's like right inside it or something. I'm not sure. I've never been to the Cap, but it's like right there. With Heaven Help Us, featuring, of course, Stasic, Ross Bogan, and Thomas Kenny from Doom Flamingo, South Carolina drummer Jonathan Peace, and I'm pretty sure he's the new Death Kings drummer, as well as Baelish, Joel, Sam Sutton, Mike Ganser, Alex from Eggy, who they opened for Umphreys on this first day at the Cap, and others. Their Heaven theme set list was Heaven by Talking Heads with Bayless, Heaven by Brian Adams with Joel, Heaven by Warrant with Larkin Bogan, Heaven Beside You by Allison Chains with Ross Bogan, Heaven by Los Lonely Boys with Alex from Eggie, Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven by Tyler Childers with Sam Sutton, Just Like Heaven by The Cure with Mike Ganser, Knocking on Heaven's Door with Everyone, an instrumental Cisco Kid, and an instrumental Pusher Man. Enjoying this podcast on the Dropped Among This Crowd Media Network. But my friend Jimmy Knowledge and I also have a podcast on this network that we'd like you to listen to, don't we, Jimmy? It's called the Umphreys Wow Show. What we're doing, at least in this season, it uh, we're perfectly willing to let the podcast evolve over the course of time. But season one, we're going through various old school Umphreys McGee songs and exploring them with comments from the band and from the listeners. Generally, we have a side A that's more of a general overview. And then we have a side B where Jimmy Knowledge signs even more than usual. Right, Jimmy? Tell them about side B. Side B is for the curious, the folks that have their scuba gear on and are diving deeper into the improv world and and uh, a lot of the the gooey goodness that happens in in each of these songs they they all have a unique personality and we explore that the best versions of the song the the uh traces of where the song came from and the songs that came from improvisation out of these songs and then we have a metal round with a guest from the umphreys world and they each, Jimmy, myself, and the guest, pick their top three versions of said song. And then you, the listener, vote on them. And there is some waxing poetic. Not too much. Well, maybe sometimes too much. But we appreciate if you give us a chance and listen. It's the Umphreys Wow Show on Dropped Among This Crowd Media. Thank you, Sarah. either band or or they have a business or they're an artist and then you know they're looking to reach this music loving traveling music fan mm-hmm. kind of world which can be elusive yes they're dreamers yes like-minded people what better way than through dropped among this crowd if you want to if you want to cre- if you have a podcast you want to create mm-hmm. sarah can provide a platform she can pli- she can provide um, promotion on social media she can provide an engineer um or if you want to advertise or if you have any big idea particularly with the artists mm-hmm. you want to email sarah at dat tcmediacompany.com She can provide, again, a platform for your podcast, social media promotion. Uh, she can even provide an engineer. Because, folks, you know, you want to reach fellow Humphreys fans or Jam fans or 
music industry people or musicians or just people who love music and travel for it, or as in the case of Stu on this, mm-hmm. foodies, mm-hmm. music-loving foodies. That's right. And if y'all need any help with recipes, you need to get a hold of me. Yeah, you need to get Carl directly. But if you want stuff with promotion and social media savvy and a podcast platform, you want to email Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Correct. You want to know how to peel and cut an onion? You talk to me. That's Carl. You want to put out a podcast? You want to put out some material, some artistic expressions that that you want to get paid for, you contact Sarah J. And if you have old cassettes that you don't know what to do with, you send them to me, Rob Turner. <laughs>
which I have mentioned a couple few times how I feel about that. Kicking off with Bridgeless, that would go unfinished and transition flawlessly into 13 Days. Haven't seen that one since pre-COVID, February 26th, 2020 at Midtown Ballroom in Bend, Oregon. A scapegoat dedicated to Rachel, who has worked for the band for 16 years. She was actually a guest here on the show way, way, way back on episode six. She shared some really great stories, including how she started working for the band and a bunch more. So definitely check that out. Of course, link in the show notes. Back to this goat. It would start to detach before five and a half, opening further as it continues, pivoting and releasing its grip slightly after 11 minutes, dancing off in a new direction. Joel just straight slayed the back end of this jam. I have said it once, and I feel like I will say it every single time they play this song. You can tell how much they love playing this. They fucking love this tune. And boy, is it going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch it grow up. I can't wait until they start sandwiching this, you know, starting a set with it and then ending the set with it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Dabbling into White Man's Moccasins next. Pulsing like some kind of extraterrestrial orb. I just kind of like imagined this massive thing that somebody found somewhere, like some sort of Stranger Things idea, <laughs> before breaking through the clouds and confidently and gleefully dancing right into Unevolved. Yes, the second time we would see this monster since its debut. During the Rostu set at Umble back in October. So, here for the maturing and evolution of Unevolved. I loved all the songs debut during the Rostu set, but this was my favorite. So, it makes me super jazzed to see that they brought this back out. And I felt like this birthday party was a perfect opportunity to demonstrate. Not only this whole weekend, but this night, a set list that spanned their entire 25 years. You know, they played songs that were at the first show. They played songs from older women. They played new Ross Stu songs. They played Asking for a Friend songs. I mean, they really did a fantastic job of choosing songs that spanned their entire catalog and their entire 25 years. Both versions that we've seen on Unevolved would clock in at slightly over 24 minutes. I think the debut version was only a few seconds longer, so no expansion from that yet. Although, with it already clocking in at over 20 minutes just normally, it'll be interesting to see how much stretching it does. Just like I said with the scapegoat, I am excited to see how that one matures, and I can't wait for them to sandwich that one too. I love that song so much. Unevolved would close out the first set. Before heading into the second set, Capitol Theater owner Pete Shapiro again would come out to congratulate Umphreys on 25 years and lead the crowd in singing Happy Birthday. Baba Booey 
otherwise known as Gary Delabate, executive producer of The Howard Stern Show, since 1994, would come out with a birthday cake. And if you listen to this on Nugs, they have it listed as Shappy Birthday. <laughs> nice, nice, Chris Mitchell. Um, I know a bunch of guys on the crew are big Howard Stern fans, so this was uh, awesome for them that Baba Booey was there. And Adam Scheinberg sent me a picture of the two of them, you know, side stage, and it was just, it was silly, their faces. So that was a really cool kind of thing for the crew and the band and, you know, New York City and just all of that, so. This second set would kick off with Whoppy Sprayberry, followed by new tune Pure Saturation, tenderly slowing things down with Dear Lord, last played at the band's homecoming show at Morris Civic Center in South Bend, November 14th, 2021. The Other Side of Things, next, found on Songs for Older Women, recently dusted off during Umble. Again, like I said last week, I love Umble so much for reasons like this. Hopefully, we continue to see this one in rotation this year and moving forward. It's just such a damn good tune. Sinking into drums slightly after seven minutes, Jake would join Andy on percussion and. Everybody listening knows how much I love Jake on guitar, 100%. But boy, do I love Jake on drums and percussion. Just love it. Dropping into the next tune, Puppet String. A very jazzy and jaunty introductory jam, as it's called on All Things Umphreys, by Jake, before tumbling into a very nice Divisions. Jen Hartswick would join the guys to round out this second set with Bullhead City with Brendan and Jake on acoustics. That has only been played 17 times. Last time in Iceland on March 26th, Jen would also be on vocals for that version. A Thousand Places to See Before You Die, only covered 11 times total. Last taken for a spin last year at summer camp on May 26th. And the set ending with a cover of Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. The second time that they have done this. Debuted last year at Red Rocks on June 17th. Jen would also be on vocals for that debut version. Wrapping up this birthday bash with one last dance party in the encore with Den. And this, for some reason, was one of the moments of the evening when I was crying. I don't know why, but something about that den just got me so emotional. And then when they did their bow at the end of the night, too, that that got me, too. (laughs) Totally bringing the evening to a close with the conclusion of the bridge list that got everything started. So I thought that was really cool. I mean, they they always kill it with set lists and and the way that they put it together and everything. But the way that they did these set lists for these three nights of the birthday weekend, and especially this birthday show on the 21st, I thought were just really well constructed for sure. 
And finally that weekend, Stasic would this time take us to hell with Death Kings, also at Garcia's. They would also be joined by Jen Hartswick and the special bassist Luke Beamond. I think that's how you say his last name. Their set list would read Welcome to Hell with Jen Hartswick, Fight, Cisco Vision, Longview, Welcome to Paradise, March of the Kings, Ariel's Flagpole, Breed, I Want to Be Your Dog. I'm reading this and reading like what Stasic had said that they cut to. CKY96 with Luke, Twist of Cain, Fuck Authority, and Disembodied. Um, that set list you'll find a picture of on the podcast's Instagram page. There's also the set list from Heartless and the set list from Taking It to Heaven. Um, if you're not following on Instagram, definitely do that. I always post the set list from the Umfrey shows like right after they're over. And then if there's any side projects, Doom Flamingo, Death Kings, you know, Heartless, anything like that, you'll also find set lists on there as well. All right, so that's everything I have for this week of the show. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for where you can listen to these shows. There's recordings on archive and re-listen of these three nights, and I threw those links in there. So if you don't have nugs, you don't want to buy them on UM Live, there are links for recordings on archive and re-listen so you can check these out. There's also links for anything else I may have referenced throughout this episode. Also in the show notes, you'll find information for how you can support DATC Media on Patreon. 14-day free trials are now available on there. If you're not totally sure, if you want to go all in on Patreon, you can now do a 14-day free trial. Check out the awesome content on there that is not seen anywhere else. The stuff that I've posted on Patreon for the supporters and subscribers you cannot get any of that content anywhere else, and there's just going to be more stuff added on. So check it out. Do the 14-day trial. See what you think of it. Links are in the show notes for how you can get in on that. And there's so much other stuff in those show notes, so make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.